Hello folks, you're tuned in to CFRC 101.9 FM, CFRC.ca, anywhere in the world. We are live here from the Kingston basement of CFRC, Carothers Hall, Queen's Campus, Kingston, Ontario. I'm your host, Rue, and uh, it's now time for the Yellow Birch Road, 8 p.m. Sunday evenings. Um, we've got so much to cover over here. We are live on your airways from 8 to 9.30, and... Um, I've got so much stuff for you. What we just heard to kick us um, to kick off our show tonight, Yellow Brook Road CFRC's British Music Show, uh, bringing you all the best new British and Irish music and other stuff, was a song by the wonderful Welsh band Farkofi Paub. Who, if you know of them, you might be wondering why are we playing stuff by Farkofi Paub if this is a new music show? Because you know, as a band, they haven't been around since 1992 and. They um, last released, uh, they released three albums, then split up, and then had their members go on to be, you know, part of other really well-known Welsh, Welsh language and Welsh music groups. But what's happened is that uh, it's been 30 years, actually more than 30 years, since Fakofi Pao's last album came out, which was an album in 1992 called Hey Vidal. Um, and now the members of the band, which include... Uh, members of Super Furry Animals, Griff Reese, the singer in the band, Davia Yan, the drummer, and also members of Gorky Zygotic Monkey, uh, Roger Pugh, who went on to be the guitarist in the band, and Dewey Emlyn, who uh, managed both Super Furry Animals and uh, Gorky Zygotic Monkey bands from the 90s and the zeros. Um, this band has come together again, and they've done a, a 30th anniversary reissue, so it's really nice to see all this, uh, all these songs that were kind of recorded super DIY and everything, get the proper remastering. And, you know, you can hear all the wonderful harmonies and guitars and everything that would go on to define the sounds of, the psychedelic sounds of both Super Furry Animals and uh, Goki Zagotic Monkey. So that was a song off of the Hey Vidal album, uh, which is called Far Out. And you can find it on Griff Reese's Bandcamp page, griffreese.bandcamp.com. I'm very excited because I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show. I might have mentioned it 15,000 times already. But I'm going to go see Griff Reese live in October when he's coming to Canada on his tour. And I'm so, 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 so excited. Um, we've got a lot of cool stuff on the show for today. Um, like I mentioned, I mean, there was such a long list of things that we're going to be doing on the show. I almost can't remember what all I have promised. But we're going to be playing some new music Obviously, Oshiaga is happening in Montreal, you know, probably one of our coolest indie festivals. So we're going to be playing some of the uh, UK-based artists who uh, have performed on those stages. Uh, we have a guest dropping by the show a little bit later who will be coming in in person, my friend Maya, who's going to be bringing some music as well. We have an interview coming up with the band The Straits, um, you know. And we've also got a live session. So, you know, we've got a busy one and a half hours, but we're going to kick off with some new releases because we've got new music by the band Ash, who are A-S-H, Ash, the Northern Irish rock, uh, rock three-piece band fronted by guitarist Tim Wheeler and not Ash, A-S-H-E, the, the musician. Um, the rock band Ash have their eighth studio album coming out on the 15th of September. It's going to be called Race the Night. You can find it at Ash hyphen official.com we're going to be listening to the second single that they've put out which is the latest one it's called like god and it's a wonderfully you know just heavy rock music i love it um and then we've also got a brand new single by from bibidoobie who incidentally is going to be there at oshiaga um i think she performed uh on the saturday 
I can't remember the exact dates, but there's so much good music happening and we'll be talking about live music later as well. Baby Doobie's just put out a new single, The Way Things Go. This follows up from her album from last year, uh, Beatopia, which was really highly rated and everything. Um, you can find all of B's music uh, on babydoobie.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can probably Google it and find out how to spell that. So we're listening to a bit of that and then we'll be right back. So first up, here's Like a God by Ash. the yellow road road folks still with me your host Drew. that was beeper doobie with her brand new song the way things go and we also had some music from ash now a three-piece actually since about 2007 that's not exactly news um but yeah that was some music that we had and we've got a lot more um and lots of other stuff coming up on the show as well um but right now we're going to go into some new music by skindred who've just had a new album out called smile they're a newport uh punk band and I'm really enjoying this album. They haven't put it up on Bandcamp yet. I mean, it's all so new. Um, but you can find the rest of their stuff at skindred.bandcamp.com, S-K-I-N-D-R-E-D. Um, that was from their album, Smile. We're going to be listening to the song, If I Could. And then the Glasgow punk band Slicks have a brand new song called Rewind that we're going to be listening to. They're also on Bandcamp, S-L-I-X, slicks.bandcamp.com. And then Dead Letter, the wonderful um, post-punk slash jazz punk, I guess you could call them, um, band from Yorkshire, now based in London. They have a wonderful new EP out called Degenerate Inanimate, and I just love everything that they do. So we're going to be listening to those three artists, and then we'll be right back, and we'll talk a lot more about music, about live music, about stuff that's been happening here in Kingston, stuff that's happening at Oceaga, lots of stuff coming up, so stay tuned for all of that, and for great music, of course. That's Kindred. Road, folks. That was just a little bit of Astros, a little extra stuff out there for you to enjoy because that was a brand new single by the Astros, which they just put out on Friday. Um, we also had music, just to remind you, on the last set from Skindred, from Slicks, and from Dead Letter. But that last song was by the Astros, who just put out a single on Friday. This song uh, was called VCR. And they also played a live show on uh, the Saturday night, which was really good and really fun. And I have a friend who's joining me today, uh, uh, who I said at the top of the hour, Maya's joining us. She's brought a little bit of music for us as well. And she was also at the Astros show yesterday. So first of all, hello and welcome to the show, Maya. Hi, happy to be here. So you were at the Astros show. Yeah, that was my first time uh, ever seeing the Astros live or even just listening to their music. I had given them a little bit of a check out before the show. Um, but really, that was my first kind of taste of their music, and I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, the energy in the room was so great. All of their music was great. The transitions between songs was really amazing. And just really good. the entire just vibe of the entire place was really great. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I'm excited to check out more of their music. Mm-hmm. And they have said that there will be more music coming out soon, the sort of third era of the Astros. Um, 
I mean, you could see it in the in like their dressing and everything because they changed their look every era. That was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You were telling me that um, in the last era, they kind of had like the matching jumpsuits. Yes, and the that, matching jumpsuits. Yeah, and so they they came out with some different outfits for this show, but it still had a really nice feel. Like I really like the outfits. Just mm-hmm. anytime that they're ever out um, around Kingston or any other area, definitely give them a check it out. They are they are playing another show. I think at the end of the month at mm-hmm. uh, the Broom Factory. And the thing is, uh, listeners to this show will, well, regular listeners anyway, will be familiar with that because they've been uh, on this show and they've talked to us about their whole, the dressing, the process, all of it, which was really good. They're really nice people as well. Um, We had a great chat with them. But since we've been talking about live music, and I said at the top of the hour that we are going to be talking all about Oshiaga, have you ever been to Oshiaga? No, I haven't. Um, I know someone who's there right now, actually, who was there over the weekend. Um, he said he's having a great time, but I've never personally been there. Um, seems like a great lineup this year, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's varied. Um, on the Thursday Indie Week, we had one of the bookers for the festival call in and like talk about um, all the sort of cool stuff that happens, how they book, what they look for while booking. And one really cool thing that he said was um, it's, it's almost a, a badge of pride for a promoter to hear that you don't know all the artists on the lineup because that means... They're bringing up new stuff, and the whole point of a festival is to find new music, which is great. But have you been to other festivals or any, anything else this summer? Um, not really around, but I did go to the Spring Reverb here in Kingston. Mm-hmm. That was um, early in June of this year. Um, that was really great. I checked out some of the artists, um, went to the mansion. Um, and yeah, so that, that was really the only thing I've been to uh, recently. Okay. So we're going to play a few artists that played at Oshiaga and then we'll come back and then you have also picked some music for us. Yeah, that's right. So we'll talk all about that. Um, but the, the, the songs that I'm going to be playing are from some artists who have played and some artists who are probably playing right now or going to be playing in the next hour. I'm going to play, play some music by Holly Humberstone, who's been having a great year. Um, she played on the Friday, uh, at least I think it's a Friday, I might be getting it wrong. And she has a new song out called Super Blood Moon, which she's released with the artist David, who is spelled D4VID or D4VD. And he really blew up over TikTok and things like that and has some really good music. I mean, his story is pretty interesting because he, um, it was something like he started making music because he needed a background for his uh, video game analysis uh, videos. (laughs) <laughs> oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's quite cool. But he's collaborated with Holly Humberstone, and they have a new song called Super Blood Moon. Uh, Falls are going to be playing tonight, pretty much in an hour's time. Uh, we'll play something from their new album from last year, which was Life Is Yours. We'll play the song Wake Me Up. And then just because I really love Rina Sawayama, and she played on the Saturday, we're going to be listening to just her classic, her banger, the song This Hell. But first, Holly Humberstone. Was it car crash? Was it this conversation? Yeah, you were dead, right? It's been 25 since I last goodbye. Rina Sawayama, this hell. Um, we just had some wonderful music uh, by musicians who are going, who are who have already played at Oshiaga 2023, which from from the accounts of everybody who's gone there has been a really, really good year from what I've heard. Um, we had some music by Holly Humberstone, by Falls and Rina Sawayama. 
And Maya is in the studio with me. She's been here for a little while. You heard from her during the last link. Hello. Hello again. So you've picked some music for us, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Um, I picked a song by a band that I found um, actually through the internet a few years ago called Toe. Um, and, this is, and this is because we were talking about like Zero's music and I guess a certain kind of Zero's sound. So you kind of looked back through the, the, the music that you listened to and you found that this was quite a representative sound. Yeah, I did. So um, I originally found them just kind of like as one does during lockdown, <laughs> finding music through um, the internet. Um, I was scrolling through YouTube one day and I, I came across them as a recommended video and it seemed like something really interesting. So I, I gave them a check out. And, Which um, video was it? So it was off of their album, New Sentimentality. And um, something about it just kind of grabbed my attention. And so I gave them a listen. Um, and I really love their sound. They're kind of like a math, rocky, post-rock sound. And just something about their whole kind of vibe really really grabs my attention. And so today when, when I was thinking about 2000s kind of rock music, uh, this is what I thought of. So I wanted to showcase this, this song, this band, and anyone who's interested in this type of music, definitely give them a, a checking out because, yeah, I really like their music. Mm-hmm. Toe, T-O-E. And I guess the whole finding music through the internet is also just such a zeros music thing, right? Like the whole discoverability through the internet happened for the first time with zeros artists. And this uh, EP, the EP or album, I think it's it's called EP, but it's listed as an album, isn't it? Um, but it's from two thousand six. Yeah, and so uh, to touch on what you were saying about kind of finding music through the internet, that's definitely true. And I think um, just the whole thing of finding music, um, using your time to like instead. Of, sorry, I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> through the two thousands, two thousand tens, two thousand twenties. Just using the internet to find music instead of um, trying to go to see things live, especially during lockdown. And this band's actually from Japan. Um, so I probably never would have found out about them if I hadn't had the internet as a resource. Um, so that's something that I really am thankful for to find a lot of really interesting music through places like YouTube or Spotify or just um, Bandcamp, lots of other resources like mm-hmm. that. Um, finding a lot of really interesting music through that has definitely been something that's really broadened my horizons with music. So. Yeah, shout out to the age of the internet, I guess. <laughs> shout out to the internet. Uh, Toa also, I believe, are on Bandcamp. Um, they are at uh, toe-music.bandcamp.com. People can go and find them over there. Which song are we going to be listening to? Uh, so we're going to be listening to the title track from New Sentimentality. It's just called New Sentimentality. Um, it has a really chill feel, really just kind of like mellow guitar lead but also with a really strong drum presence as a lot of post-rock math rock has um with really interesting time signatures and yeah so it's it's just a really mellow song but also has kind of that like strong presence of um something more going on something a little bit more um less than mellow i guess math rock math rock a lot of it basically so this is new sentimentality by two bit of girl ray for you on that last set um that was the song tell me the new stuff is so funky i really like it uh we also had ellie dixon with bounce which was quite a different vibe from um the toe song that maya brought in because maya's still here hello oh yeah um so that was a bit of math rock and some indie pop to follow and a lot of stuff um 
Uh, we've got. I'm playing a slightly older song for us. If you can just hear the stuff in the background, is um, it's uh, we we were talking about house music behind the scenes while you guys were listening to music on air because Maya's been listening to a lot of uh, house music and this band is kind of like a marriage of the stuff that we normally listen to and house music in a sense because these guys were there. You hear it. What, what you're hearing behind me is a bit of Super Furry Animals. Uh, and we talked a bit about Super Furry Animals and the band that preceded them, Far Coffee Pub, um, uh, uh, just at the, at the top of the hour. We're coming up to 9 o'clock, so we're going to be going into um, the post-watershed mark. So if there's, anything, <laughs> if there's anything not clean after this, I'm not responsible for that. Um, but uh, the reason why I'm playing this song is because it's from Super Free Animals' 2003 album Phantom Power, which, as you can probably tell, turns 20 this year. And they're doing this whole minor reissue of it. And I just think it's a really good album. And I meant to play some stuff off of it. Um, and, you know, this one is one of their classic stuff that just blends, you know, good songwriting, pop songwriting, a bit of... Um, kind of rock influences in some cases. I don't know if this one has too much guitar work, honestly. But then also just the techno, spacey stuff that makes this band so unique from everybody else. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah, this is my first time listening to them, but this song sounds really interesting so far. I love, we do, we're actually just hearing a little bit of a car now with all the kind yeah. of more techno-y, EDM, electronica the harmonica. sound. So there's everything. Yeah, it sounds really interesting. I love the clash between all of those different kinds of um, mm-hmm. styles and instruments. And, well, here comes the rest of it because the words are kicking in. We'll see you in a bit. Some super furry animals over there with their brilliant song, Slow Life, which we've been talking all about uh, behind the scenes. But, um, you know, we've got a really tight schedule over here on the Yellow Bridge Road. We're getting into the second half hour. And uh, coming up, we've got an interview and a live session that the Kingston Band Exigent did with us. They have a show tomorrow evening. They're going to be playing at... Um, I think it's at the mansion. Anyway, they'll mention it in the interview. So you listen out for that. We'll be uh, listening to a bit of that. And then the UK band, The Straits, phoned into the show. So some rock and roll music from them. Um, They phoned in this week to talk about a brand new single of theirs, which isn't out anywhere else yet. It's out on the 11th of August. It's called The World Weighs More Than Before unless I'm getting that wrong. Um, And they just dropped by to have a quick interview with me. Uh, So we'll listen to their chat, but first we'll hear a bit of Exogen. And then if we have any time left after that, we're going to come back and, you know, say our goodbyes. But if you don't hear from us, goodbye. And here is the Exogen interview. Enjoy. Okay, we are here live in the CFRC studios. We've got the band Exogen with us. Hello, guys. Hey, how's it going? So who all do we have with us? Um, so I'm Nathan. Uh, I play the uh, guitar and uh, rhythm guitar and vocals in the band. I'm Joel. I do lead guitar. I'm Ben. I'm the drummer. And I'm Isaac. I play bass. And you explained your band to me as an experimental metal band. What is that all about? That's a very good question. Uh, well, the band really doesn't have a defined genre right now, uh, but it's all things kind of a little bit heavier. Uh, a little bit more experimental rock and a little bit of metal. 
um a little bit of like stoner rock is a way to describe it and we've got like some new stuff that we're working on that's more progressive rock progressive metal type of stuff uh so we really just like experimenting and making cool sounds basically is a way i describe it i just I mean joel and isaac and ben we just write stuff that just kind of sounds different and cool and try to stand out a little bit so yeah that's how i describe it basically okay and what uh, how did you guys start and what are you up to right now well we actually started like four or five years ago uh at a long McQuaid, uh summer camp where we were all ben uh, sorry ben nathan and i were all teachers at it and we decided to kind of make it a band after that um and then we kind of went on hiatus during covid we lost our, our current our basis at the time uh started to pick things back up got isaac and here we are yeah <laughs> Yeah, actually, the story of Isaac is pretty funny because uh, this is me, Nathan, by the way. That was just Joel talking, just so we identify who's talking. And uh, we all, well, me, Joel, and Isaac go to St. Lawrence College. And one day I had left uh, the premises and I was walking towards my car. And I saw Isaac just sitting on the rocks out front with his bass playing uh, who knows what. And uh, I walked up to him and he seemed pretty cool. And I was like, hey, you want to join a band? And he was like, yeah. So uh, eventually we uh, got him to play with us and we're like, this guy's pretty cool. So uh, then we got to know each other pretty well and we're uh, really glad to have him as a bassist. So uh, we feel as though he's well completed the band. Amazing. You literally walked into your bassist and that's how your band <laughs> completed itself. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So what's going on right now? Uh, so yeah, we've actually got some shows lined up. Um, one that's going to be upcoming uh, by the time this airs is August 23rd. We're playing a show at the Broom Factory. Uh, yeah, we're very excited about that. We've got a nice opening slot, and that is going to be with Upon a Burning Body and some other awesome uh, metal core bands. Is that how we describe it? Yes. Yeah, so it's going to be a crazy show. Uh, and actually, we're going to be selling physical tickets. So if anyone's interested in buying some from us, if you just uh, message us on our Instagram account, exogen underscore music, you can uh, DM us personally and we will drive out to wherever you are and get you those tickets. So uh, definitely let us know. Now, talking about our Instagram page, we actually have a little contest we've entered and we're looking for your guys' help. So I'll pass this over to Ben because Ben's the uh, manager on that side of things. Yeah, so uh, the competition is called uh, The Opening Act. Essentially how it works is uh, you can submit your band to be part of uh, voting rounds. And uh, you kind of have to make it through a couple different phases where other bands are eliminated based on how many votes they get. Eventually, if you make it through all the voting rounds and the final rounds, you get to go and perform in New York City in front of a sold-out audience. Uh, so we're really trying to get as many votes as possible, so that way we get the opportunity. Um, you can find the link for the voting page on our Instagram bio. Perfect. And obviously, for our listeners over here, they're going to get a taste of what you guys sound like because you are here to do a session. What are we going to be hearing first? Oh, so our first song here is called The Fleeting Moments. And this song's interesting. It's kind of almost piratey rock. Uh I'd say it's like a it's like a traditional metal song. It's it's what it sounds like to me. Somewhere between like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest and Current, you know? Yeah, so it's it's a fun one, so we hope you enjoy this one and it's got a really nice solo at the end from our good man Jewel Shell. 
Uh, so uh, we hope you enjoy that. So that's coming up right now, Fleeting Moments by Exogen. <laughs> Okay, uh, CFRC 101.9 FM, you're tuned in to Elbert Road, and we've got a band joining us down the line. 
The Straits are here, who are a rock band, a four-piece rock band from Ferrum in the UK. Hello, guys. We've got Jack and Michael from the band on the phone with me today. Hello, hello, hello. Why don't you guys start off by telling us a bit about The Straits and, you know, how you guys started, what you sound like for our listeners who've, who may have heard a little bit of you guys because we played some of your songs last week. But, you know, for our listeners, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourselves? Okay, uh, to start, my name is Jack Kraft. I'm the drummer from The Straits. We're, as I said, a four-piece rock band from the UK. I cannot remember the year we started, so Mike... 2019. 2019, there we go. So, yeah, our first release was a um, Peace of Mind, so that's... We are a, I don't know how you call it now, indie guitar-based rock band, I think is what people like to say now. Was rock music always something that you guys wanted to do, or was it sort of a sound that you fell into discovered that you all liked together? Me and Jack and Billy, uh, I'm Michael Arthur, I'm bass guitarist of The Straits. Me, Jack and Billy formed a band that was um, a number of years before The Straits. It was a formative band. We existed in a rehearsal room uh, for a number of years, learning how to play our instruments together, learning uh, to get tight and writing songs, learning how to write songs. What, what happened with us is we originally started off with a bit more of a hard rock edge to us, and then we significantly changed our style over a period of time. And I'd say that we're sort of alternative indie. I, I wouldn't say we're... Uh, Indie's a real sort of broad term in the UK because you can be classified as an indie rock band and you sound nothing alike from the band that goes on stage before you or after. So I just say that we're, um, you know, alternative rock as well because we've got a mixture of influences, a real melting pot. Talking about yeah, that a bit, I listened and we listened to uh, the latest single that you guys put out, uh, waiting for someone a couple of weeks ago and mm -hmm. i'm hearing all these different influences on them because you know it's this rock sound but it, it encompasses a kind of 90s alt rock sort of late grunge period sound which is a very american sound but then there's also a distinct like british influence on it you know with like great british vocalists and a, a touch of david bowie and everything so i want to hear about your influences and sort of what goes into those songs so Billy May wrote that song. That is uh, Billy May, who is our guitarist. Yeah, he is influenced by Richard Ashcroft of The Verve. And we have got a very English sound in some regard, but a lot of the bands we listen to are American as well, you know, North American. Um, and what we do is we try and encompass as many influences that we have. Uh, basically, the amount of influences we have form a new sound and i think that's why you can hear different bits and pieces in the songs uh because it's multiple layers of other artists that have um whose influence are certainly in certainly influenced influenced us in the studio whether that be guitar tones or vocal delivery or just the overall production you know we're, we're quite we're very we're very fussy about um you know tones and drum sound especially when it comes to uh, try and capture uh, the best recording and performance. And I feel that with our influences, we do have that sort of 90s. I mean, I, I'm really into Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Nirvana. Billy's really into Ocean Colour Scene and, as I said, Rich Ashcroft and The Verve. 
George is into sort of uh, a bit more mid two thousands, a bit more baby shambles, libertines, Arctic monkeys, uh, a bit more. And and Jack is all over the place, you know. In regards yeah, to that's... it, can be Dean Martin, and then it can be Black <laughs> Sabbath. You know what I mean? Yeah, can't argue with that. And I'm also hearing like you sent us your first single a couple of years ago, Peace of Mind, and there's there's been like a progression in the sound since then where it's got far more anthemic and a lot more ambitious like that's a stadium sound you guys are putting into this uh thank you very much uh peace of mind was a very long-winded and very expensive lesson on how to work in the studio that's an important first uh first step yes yeah it, you you can't hide in the studio if you've got a weakness you will find it very very quickly this also how that's how all of us individually, we learn by trial by fire. Mm -hmm. Throws in the deep end and chances are we'll be all right. So from peace of mind, we learn a lot of lessons. And then every every track, we learn another lesson on how maybe we should have done it. Or we learn a new trick on how to do something. So a song like Wait With Someone is a great example because it's quite up and down. There's a lot of changes, especially in tone. You can start mm -hmm. off relatively calm, melodic, get quite heavy, go back down again, go up again, go left, go right. We most certainly wouldn't have been able to do that at the same same year we released or recorded Peace of Mind. Well, to be fair, Waiting for Someone was probably the hardest track we recorded. Like, we got in halfway and thought, oh, this is difficult. <laughs> 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 there was a moment, there was a, there was a moment where we thought, right, we're, we're so far in now, we've got to get this thing finished. You, you can't turn back. And I feel like you, in the studio, you just go with your instincts. And, you know, George... And his vocal, that's the, that's the cherry on top of the cake. I do want to also talk about those vocals because they are quite distinct and they do stand out quite a bit in, in the recordings when you listen back to them. Yes, I think uh, we're, very, we're very fussy on vocal performance in the studio. I mean, everything we do, everything George sings is what you hear. You know, that performance, he's got to go in there. What's extraordinary about him is that he's got to go in there on the day and nail it. And you can't hide behind a bad vocal. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very, I mean, thank goodness I play just four strings. I mean, he is, obviously, he's the voice of the band. You can have a mediocre song that's very well sung, and it can be a great song. I think you can have a very well-written song with a very poor vocal take, and it's not a very good song. As soon as someone hears a song and oh, the vocals aren't very good, then they're immediately turned off. So having having his voice and his characteristics, and he's he's got a great character personality as well, and that comes across in his voice. It comes across live really well as well. Well, that's perfect because I want to ask you about the live shows as well. So what kind of an atmosphere do you guys receive live and what's, like, what's the vibe of a Straits gig? It would entirely depend on the type of show. If we're doing more of a hometown headlining show, not everyone, but most people know know us and know a song or they know the majority of the sets, they can sing along and join in and people are kind of enjoying themselves. Whereas we've played quite a few shows where we have to win the majority of the room, if not the whole room over. They have no idea who we are. They don't know what we sound like. They don't know any of our songs or any of the song titles. And we have to go and play with a certain energy of like almost forcing people to take us seriously. Mm. Obviously a bit scary, but that's also a really exciting next step, isn't it? To go out and play and win over audiences that don't know you. Yeah, that, I I mean, that's our favorite gigs. Uh, yeah, I think 
because then you've got to perform then you're a bit comfortable if you're at home do you know what i mean the, you know the band's based in portsmouth which is in reference to england to our listeners geographically is the south coast it's near near france but it's not near france it's near the <laughs> english channel <laughs> i did have you, to... you know what i mean folks i did <laughs> Because I didn't know where Ferrum was particularly. Is there much of like a music scene around your hometown? Um, there's it's... no sort of musical inheritance, if that makes sense. Like, it's, we're not a band from Manchester who have had like the Smiths and the Stone Roses and all these bands that have come from that area. You have a band called Band of Skulls, which they're more of a Black Keys kind of sound in the UK. And they had a t- couple of charting albums maybe 10 years ago, and they're a good band, but they're not, like, strictly active, if that makes sense. So, But in regards to, like, the, the music scene near nearby cities in Portsmouth and Southampton, you've got some great venues there. And the venues, like, venues like the Joiners and the Wedged Rooms, uh, bands like the Manic Street Preachers and Oasis and the Verve, and you know, even bands like Coldplay and Green Day played the joiners when they were cutting their teeth live. So that's it's extraordinary to be on that stage as well. I'm sure with a stage with that much history. Um, yes. Tell me a bit about about the single, which we were talking about, Waiting for Someone. What's it about? Tell me about writing it. Essentially, I think it's um, the songs that we write are somewhat subconscious. So you might write a song and then like a couple of months later you realise it's something that was happening at the time. And Waiting for Someone was a scenario that Billy had this song and he was working on it and it was a lot slower and a lot more verve-like. And then he showed it to me and Jack in a rehearsal room when George wasn't there once and we sort of chipped in with a few ideas and then he went home and just sort of kept working on it and all of a sudden it turned into this track that had loads of ideas and textures and sounds and you know it, it took a life of its own didn't it jack yeah yeah well, I, we, we really did again trial and error we would have an idea try it sounds great have another idea work out that one's better so ditch the previous idea and put the new one in and there's a lot of that in the rehearsal room and in the studio to get it to where it is so what is coming up next for the band uh well our next, our next thing would be our next release, which is mm. The World Weighs More Than Before. Out is, 11th of August. It's a hefty title, but it's worth it, I promise. It's quite Smiths-like in its title. It's, like, it's a very sort of... I feel we're anthemic in the sense of, you know, dynamic contrasts. There's a lot of... In regards to the arrangement, there's, we're trying to make it hooky. As strange as this sounds, Billy got a new amp, and we've just been playing with it ever since... And it just sounds amazing. And we can just get a, a crazy amount of tones out of it. And because Jack wrote the song, I feel like it just it was an artistic license to throw yet again all the ideas that we had. The abilities of the new amp just kind of opened up. Magical Pandora's amp. box of ideas. And we went into the studio, we plugged the guitar in, turn it on, and then immediately, oh, that sounds great. That's the first cool. time, wasn't it? It was yeah, the first we, thing we, we played. We like to think we're really fussy with tones, but for this one, it kind of we just kind of got gifted it, turned it on, and that was it. I think looking back, if memory serves me correct, Jack, we recorded that song in eight hours instrumentally. Yeah, the entirety of the instrumentals were done in the first day in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Normally we take two days, so it's normally the instrumental the first day, vocals the second day, and it's probably another day for our engineer 
producer, uh, life coach, Mr. Quickerden, Rob Quickerden, who is the man behind the desk. Who the reason why you know the production sounds a bit more lush and a bit more richer is because of his expertise and his sort of palette. It's, ex- it's just extraordinary. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. New single coming. Um, are there plans for you know like an EP or something after this? We're we're going to drop another single and then probably another single after that. We're just dropping singles. We are going to do a tour though of the UK. We're hoping to one day release an album, on, you know, on an actual label and gig constantly mm-hmm. and come to Canada. That's what we want to do. <laughs> I want to play all those Neil Young songs and Joni Mitchell's from Canada, isn't she? Oh, perfect. And some 41. Is that right, <laughs> Jack? Uh, yes. Yeah, you are I'm right. I'm sure we'll be corrected if it is. <laughs> no, from Ajax in Ontario, which is oh. sort of near Toronto. But I was also curious about the band name. Like, where does the band name come from? So basically, we had a band meeting regarding what are we going to call ourselves. We didn't have a name. And at the time, my family ran a pub in Fair in Portsmouth. So we were, I was living there. So we had a kind of the little meeting downstairs. And as we were all talking, we had a little menu that just said straights and shots, meaning a drinks menu. So I just said, oh, what about the straights? And Billy and George both smoke cigarettes, and in the UK, they're called straights. Okay. So we just said, oh, the straights. And then no one really said yes, no one really said no, so it just kind of became the name. It was just a bit of paper on a table. See, Jack's been very honest, because normally <laughs> when I'm asked the question, yeah, I say that we got it from a Ouija board. <laughs> Normally, and it frightens the interviewer, it frightens whoever I'm asking. And I said, yeah, well, essentially, we're trying to contact Mark Bowden's ghost. He wasn't available. But we've got this spirit to give us a successful band name. And we spelled it out, and it was the straights. That's what normally I go with. But obviously, Jack Jack Crash is a, a very honest human being. Well, I like either of those stories, to be honest. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both stories are good. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, for talking about the song, for talking about the sound. We hope to hear a lot more stuff from you guys in the future. So we'll go out with your latest song. Why don't you guys introduce it? Wow, okay. This is our latest release from The Straits, and the song is called The World Weighs More Than Before. a bit of the straits with their brand new song uh, which is coming out on the 11th it's called the world ways uh, more than it used to and that's goodbye from me and Maya over here yeah thank you so much for having me this has been a blast um good night everyone good night everyone see you next week
Hey, what's the crack? I'm Joe from Enola Gay, and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario. <laughs> 